Mental health matters in the black community. It's something that we don't speak of or we just simply stay quiet about. But let's get together to help one another to make it through this process. Mental health is important. Have you checked on yours? This podcast is presented by EJ Media Studios. My name is Henry, a.k.a. Hendall. And it's your girl, K. Shanae. This is Culture Connect. Culture Connect. I was on Instagram a couple of days ago and I saw a post where uh, the person asked um, if you had the opportunity to get a uh, a billion dollars versus uh, getting business knowledge from Jay-Z, which one would you take? And as I was going down the comments, I saw many of people just saying, give me the money, give me the money. But wow. like you said, when we get the money, we don't even know what to do with the money when we get these uh, certain amounts of funds. Uh, because what we do, we don't go by the latest fashion, try to go by the latest car, go and buy jewelry, everything that devalues that doesn't mean anything. I would rather go and sit across the table from Jay uh, to get this business knowledge in order for me to continue to grow and to help the money that I have grow even further. Right. And I mean, that's, again, we're at that time, it's, it's almost like a crossroad to me. You get it's almost like a cycle repeating itself. I feel like the first generation of us, the slaves that came out, they took their money, they put it into the Freedmen's Bank, but I think they didn't realize that okay, that was a trap, you know. Mm-hmm. But they thought that okay, we put this money in, we're gonna be able to get it out and build. Well, that didn't happen. The money got stolen. You take the generation after that, they turned around and built Black Wall Street. Was great. You know, black doctors, black lawyers, black business owners, you know, black people took care of black people. You know, and, right. and we was proud of that. I'm like, yes. I feel like, man, right. you shouldn't, you know, I, I see it all the time when people talking about doing business with black people, you know, support black people. But like, I'm wholeheartedly believing that. But here's one thing I'm saying, folks. If you're going to do business, understand how to properly do business. Don't, number one, don't shortchange yourself and don't shortchange your customer. Right. And that, when you learn those things, then yes, people are going to have more trust in you. Asking your friends and all that stuff for discounts, don't do that. You know, make sure that you say, hey, I realize the stuff that you, the time that you put into this, so I'm going to pay what you ask me to pay. That's that's how you build. Right. But if we don't think about that, and it's always, you know, I'm I know this person, so I'm going to take something. You know, I'm going to ask for a discount. We're going to always be in the same exact position. You know, so I feel like we're in a crossroad right now where we can change that. And I know it's a big problem to change, but it don't, it it doesn't start with you trying to attack the problem from, you know, like this perspective where I want to clear it out in the deck. No, you do your part master that part, master, and then get somebody else and help them to master too. Mm-hmm. You know, you trade, right. you keep doing it. You know, like, I don't understand why it's like, oh, no, I don't want to help nobody else because they're going to take my idea. You take somebody right. else's idea. Like, right. <laughs> it's all the <laughs> same ideas. It's all the same <laughs> stuff recycled. You know, the whole point is just, hey, you take the same idea, I take the same idea, look, we trade information and we figure out how to make it work. Whichever one of us makes it first, make sure you put the other one on and repeat the process. Yeah. 
simple. So simple. Yeah. Very, very simple, man. And uh, just to touch on uh, just our black women and just about the black family in general, a variety of circumstances you see, you know, within our community as far as with black women uh, being at high risk for emotional and mental health uh, stress. Uh, what should we as black men do to stop to step up rather to help black women not have such a very load on their shoulders, very heavy load? You got to first understand the value that a black woman holds. You, I will say this, I will say this, I will say this. You will not become the man you need to become if you do not understand the black woman next to you. Trust me. That's the key to your entire lineage, your success, who you are. And it's like, I'm, I, I know why we don't tend to value women as much as we should because again imagery and all this type of stuff going on um but i'm telling you from personal experience regardless of how you know many relationships i've may have been in that didn't work out i can never say that i didn't value every woman including black women that i was, I was with I and mean, i'm telling you the reason i say that is because i realized the power that was in and at the end of the day, when you understand that, and you say, okay, well, that she realized she has this problem. Right. I don't think a lot of black women know that. You know, they grow up constantly being told that how they look isn't correct. You know, uh, all these different things that they need to change about themselves. So, I mean, they're not going to come to us knowing they value. I mean, this is how it goes. Now, we got to understand these black men, okay, let me arm you with the resources that I'm willing to arm myself with. Now, does every black man want to make sure that a black woman has her resources? Nope. But that's up to black women to make sure that, okay, you, you set that bar high for yourself. And I'm not talking about having this long list of things that the man has to have. I'm talking about saying you want to make sure that this man is he knows what it means to be a man. He knows that, okay, if he goes out and works, that he's not taking those resources and turning them into something that's not going to build up that household. Right. But that all starts with you, uh, number one, like me and Henry said, this, I don't understand when people go out date on dates, why are you going to sit down and eat and to watch a movie? There's nothing I can learn from them. Nothing. Nothing. Where's the communication in that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to sit there and watch you eat and nine times out of ten is something I'm not going to like about how you eat or you're something you're going to like about the like You're going to see the worst things in a person before you get a chance to get to know them. Um, like I was telling him, me and my lady, the first place we went was to the bookstore. It may sound boring, but I'm telling you, you're going to find all. out a lot about a person when you put them in that position where y'all have to trade information, you know, and that, that, that started where I'm at now. So I'm like, okay, if that can work for me, why well, can't work for somebody else? Well, we got to, again, the lack of right information. Everybody's still talking about dating the same way. You can't date the same way and think that you're going to get a different result. No, you can't. You can't. And then another thing, 
Uh, I want to touch on as well. I just think we as black men, we have to do a better job also at being more understanding and, and empathetic to our women as well. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of us, we we just feel like you know, hey, it's it's kind of like I want to be the the flow of the relationship more so than hear how you feel about the relationship. You know what I mean? So I just right. think that once we uh, like look towards the the bright side of trusting our partner as far as the women and being more understanding, I think that that will play a major role as well as far as helping a woman on that mental health because. You got relationships out here, man. I know people who are in relationships um, where they feel that, you know, I really can't express myself to my partner or I can't really, you know, tell them or confide in them about how I feel because, you know, it's more so, uh, you know, he's going to tell me to be more strong and I'm acting weak. You know what I mean? So right. I just think in my opinion, we got to do better at that part. Well, that's, that's usually the ones that went out to eat and watch the movie, right? Right. Exactly. Figure that part out. I'm like, dang, okay. You would have known that person was like that had you taken them to places right. that challenged them mentally. Mm-hmm. You you kind of cut through the the smoke and the BS with people, and you say, okay, I'm just being honest. I mean, I'm I'm in my thirties now. Okay, I get it. If you 18, 21, 22, that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But when you get to this stage. You ain't got time to be wasting something from, hey, what's, mm-hmm. what's your favorite color? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, come on. You got to get out here. You got to say, okay, I cut through the BS and I want to get to know who you are as a person. But like I said, when it comes down to mental health of our women, I just think, you know, back to, you know, me and him talked about this um uh, you know, the Tory Lane situation made in the side. It brought up this conversation behind black women feeling like they're not protected. And I'm like, what? And, you know, when I thought about it, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I, I protect my woman all the time. But I guess, again, that's that 1% or less than 1%. And there's 99% of us that we don't do it. Mm-hmm. We don't see that. Or... Is it that that's not shown on a regular basis? You know, which is it? You know, because I'm like, you should take honor and want to protect not just your woman, but your family, or even just want to build a family. But when you put so much, like the society puts more emphasis on a man having multiple women, um, you know, and it's like, okay, we don't really see value in just being with one person. So... To me, I feel like when it comes to being a man today, especially, like I said, the internet, look at every day visually what you're going to see. You get what I'm saying? So when you have to compete with those type of things as a woman, I get it. Because every woman ain't out here getting breast implants and butt injections and all that type of stuff. So the real, the natural woman that's going to, like I said, have kids and she's going to gain weight and she's going to, you know, those type of things affect her mentally. So you have to be empathetic, like Henry said, to that. But that's what creates that bond so y'all can build strong relationships. But again, look at what you're against. You're looking every single day into a screen that shows you this other image. And if that's not, and believe it or not, men, we're naturally drawn to by images. You know, so... 
if over time all you're seeing is the same image of what they want women to look like, and but the reality is that's not what most women look like today. It's like, well, okay, that creates a divide in the household, doesn't it? Not? It does. <laughs> now that man's starting to look for the woman with the butt injections and everything else and not realizing that, you know, you got a woman right there that is, that's meant for you to, you know, do the things she's supposed to do. And like, like I said, it's just all of this stuff that we talked about earlier, especially dealing with, you know, mental health and all this, like, that's what it is. Like, you're, you're looking at it every single day down to the point of, man, I can't even build a family because my attention span is so focused on all these different women inside my phone. You feel me? Right. How in the world can I focus on a family? <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real. Like, that's, that real. is the reality. So, if a man tells you that, you have to understand, like, okay, this is, what, this is the competition that women are up against today. Okay, on the man's side, we up against competition we have. If we ain't got six stacks, 700 credits for in a condo, you know, in Georgia, you're not worth nothing. Huh. Like, what? Crazy. I'm like, and what, again, do y'all know the real statistics? Like, one half of 1% of the nation's wealth, okay? Everybody ain't sitting in the condo. No. And you know what, DC, man, yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, um, I think ABC 3340 posted where um, mostly like young adults uh, who are in our age range here in Birmingham still living with their parents. And it makes me, when you speak on that 1%, it makes me think about that because when you think about the resources as far as uh, pay and just money flow here in Birmingham, like the jobs that people are working do not even compare to the cost of living. You know what I mean? So that's what makes me think about that 1% that you speak of. And think about 2020. You just said that and, and throw the pandemic on top of that. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Throw the pandemic on top of that. Throw the fact that majority of the jobs that were there six months ago are gone. Closed. Everybody's doing what? Working from home. But guess what? Everybody ain't got the resources to work from home. So when you look at that and say, okay, it's like it's really more or less survival or the fit. Who has the resources to keep moving forward regardless of the circumstances? And now you're seeing a big shift in everything. Like I said, now Zoom calls are a normal thing. But how many people, again, have a proper equipment to do Zoom calls? Let alone, like I said, they, they were just talking about a shortage of uh, Chromebooks for the kids in Birmingham. Like, I, how... Oh if you got 36,000 kids, how do you miss by 15 to 16,000? Right. You don't. You don't miss by that. And to me, that structure and that system is like, you got people in power in these city councils that don't even understand technology. It's like, y'all grew up in a time that y'all don't even know how to work phones and do all this stuff. So to me, you can't, it, but number one, I mean, I feel bad for the teachers because how can we expect our kids to go to school and yet the stuff that they see at home is better than the stuff that they go to learn with? Right. Right. It's, it's all flipped upside down. So I'm like, I just say, man, you know, you have to 
you got to be current with the times. You got to look at where we're going. Everything that's happening right now is designed to put us even further down. That starts with, again, like you said, mental health, meaning you you don't have a luxury to sit back and just say, okay, I'm going to wait to go get the help that I need. Because like I said, you know, there's plenty of people out there that's willing to give you the resources. There's plenty of people that you can talk to if you're going through these types of struggles. And I mean, anybody can have a mental breakdown right now. Just for the simple fact, you don't know if your job going to be there tomorrow. Right. 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 I see it every day and I work in the wireless industry. So I got people that's coming in literally, I, I can't pay my bill, I'm losing my accounts, I'm losing this. But they need to be able to communicate. I mean, this right here, you can't go without it. Right. But we're at a time where people are literally, like I said, they don't know whether or not their job is going to be there. So if you look at that and say even the programs that they're putting out there that used to be available to, you know, food stamp programs, uh, social security, all these different things that our parents had, meaning they had pension plans, meaning when they retired, they were good. Mm-hmm. It don't look like yeah. it's going to be there for us. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, man. So, you and know. We prepared differently, you know? Right. Yeah. Definitely. And DC, what uh, relaxes you mostly, man, just for taking time for your own mental health? Oh, man. Like, honestly, I'm a natural creator. Honestly, this right here, I love talking to people. That's why I got, uh, I guess I've been in the custom service for a long time, whether that was being in shoes or, uh, like I said, selling phones. I, I like being able to talk to people. But as far as, you know, my personal relaxation time, reading, uh, art, creating, something like that. Uh, working out, especially. I'm big on that. You know, I feel like because you, you know, out of school and we don't go to gym anymore, I feel like everybody needs a gym membership. If you can't go to the gym, order you some bands. Or make sure you keep your your body health, your physical health in good condition, because that goes hand-in-hand with mental health. You know, I feel yes. like if you don't, if your body doesn't feel good, it's going to be hard for your mind to, you know, be right or just, you know, act in an appropriate way. But me personally, man, I, I like, I'm big on just creating stuff and all that. But as long as I feel like my life has some purpose or I'm doing that, I'm, I'm cool. And I'm like, hey, part is weird because I don't know if y'all realize this or not, but I really don't, I'm, I don't want to say that I'm shy, but I am because I don't like attention. So when I do things like this and people are like, hey, man, can you do this for me? I'm like, uh, you should, you know, <laughs> but next, right. right. I mean, because yeah. I, to this day, I still don't think the things that I do are that good. So that could be a part of my mental health struggle, you know, mm-hmm. always down myself growing up, not thinking that I was good enough to do this. But it's weird because even though I still have that, it makes me want to perfect something. So I'm going to take a lot of time on it when I do it. So usually you're going to be your worst critic when you're doing something, right? So I always right. tell people like, hey, I know what I'm capable of, but it's, it's almost like I never get too comfortable when I'm doing 
something creative. Because I feel like the minute you get to the point where you feel like, okay, I don't have to apply the same pressure or I'll have to do it the same way. And I think that's when you lose out on things. But I would definitely have to say creating is something that always relaxes you. Right. And for me, man, you know, uh, I'm, I'm very avid with music. Man, like, it's how you got your book collection over there, man. Yeah. Room back here, man. I got, oh, uh, man, totes of albums that I collect. You know what I mean? Um, I see stuff. that, man. I'm like, he, you definitely remind me of, like, old school DJs. I'm like, man, Henry <laughs> got the CDs, the the albums. I, I think I got one record of that. It was from Eminem's, um, what was that? Kamikaze. I don't even got a record plan, but I got it. Right. <laughs> Because yeah. when you look at this stuff, you say, well, man, like, eventually, I mean, just think, they don't even have CD players in cars no more, even though I still got a ton of CDs. I still yes. can burn CDs back there. Like, I remember that was my first thing in high school. People, hey, I'm on naps to, hey, what CD do you need? I'm burning yeah. the CDs. I didn't realize at the time that, you know, I guess that was that entrepreneur spirit or whatever, but... I, it's crazy because anytime there was some technology, something that was like innovative, I was always jumping into it. And that's kind of where that name came from because I was like, all right, well, what's a good name? And innovation was something that I always stuck with. So that's where the whole innovative custom thing came from. And just speaking on uh, innovative customs, man, how has the brand grown since you launched it? Wow. Uh, believe it or not, was it? It's 2020. In 2018, I'm gonna be honest. When I was homeless, I started Innovative Customs. I was, um, I was on my friend's, might as well say his couch. I moved his bed out of his room, and I said, "Well, listen, I bring my couch over here, my sectional that's in the uh, storage. You can sleep on that because all he did was go to work and go to sleep." I said, "Let me get this room, and all of this stuff you see in here now." I had it in his place. And I was like, I was working at Nike at the time. And that's why I was like, okay, let me learn how to create shoes. So that's where Innovative Customs was born. And, you know, of course, once I got my own spot, I was like, all right, I'm not going to put this down. And I set me up an Etsy shop. And I I actually put my shoes on there for about five to 600 a piece, right? Most people were like, who going to buy five, you know, five to 600 dollars shoes? I don't know, but somebody, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. They buy Balenciaga. Right. Exactly. <laughs> thousands, red bottoms. I'm like, hold on, There's women out here spending this money. I'm like, listen. But I also paid attention to what Nike was doing at the time. I think you remember Henry, but remember they were talking about that whole direct to consumer offense thing, the sneakers out. It was yes. when we I were remember. there. They were actually creating that stuff at the time. So they were getting oh. ready to go from more of a retail experience to the online thing. So I was like, okay, so let me try that just in my own way. So I found an Etsy shop and I started to take certain customs that I did, took pictures of everything, put it on there. It took an entire year. One day I was sitting at work. I get a bing on my phone. I'm like, okay, what is this? You got $497 coming to your account. I'm like, well, I ain't dealing with What is coming Praise from? God. <laughs> well, here's what's crazy, though. At the time that I was homeless, I used to write 
And this is part of, I tell people, you definitely have to, uh, I guess what they call, what was that? The Secret, that movie that came out. And you have to learn how to put vision boards together. But I used to write that I would receive checks in the mail. So when that came, I was like, all right. Now the pressure hit me. I'm like, okay, I got to go find the shoe. I got to go paint it. You know, it was a different type of feeling. Like, yeah, I was grateful for the money, but I'm more or less like, all right, can I do this? You know, right. that's a different type of pressure when somebody asks you to do something. It's different yeah. when you're just sitting around doing it for yourself. So, I mean, from there, once that one person bought that shoe, it was like all of a sudden everybody else started asking for them because I was posting them online. And like I said, up until that point, like here in 2020, I slowed down a little bit because I tend to like to do different stuff sometimes. So I do custom, but even podcasting or something, I was like, okay, well, let me get into that. But I don't really like to get into things until I absolutely know that, you know, I'm I'm ready for it. And sometimes that can kind of be, a, I guess I'm a leader. I'm a little bit of a procrastinator. So I'm going to wait till I got all my tools together and all this and all of that. And then I'm going to put it out there. So, I mean, to me, I think, it, of course, it's not Nike, you know, That'll be nice or whatever, but I would tell people, you know, that's a whole different ball game where you're talking about distribution and all this mm-hmm. type stuff. I really, I'm gonna be honest, I don't have really a goal for it to be that big. It's something about small business that I like. It's personal, mm-hmm. uh, it's not corporate, and I think you can still kind of keep a, that connection between you and the customer. Versus right. just saying, hey, I got a product. Everybody else got the same product. I believe in somebody having something that everybody else don't got. And mm-hmm. that's what that's, that brand represents. You know, we'll see where it goes from here. Well, I think it's going to go far. I definitely think it's going to go far. For one, just we just met and just your spirit alone is going to take you very, very far. Um, I think that you, um, you kind of touched on support, you guys. We, we, if you're listening right now, we've got to support each other. Support is very, very important, especially here in Birmingham. We've got to show more love and support and just um, kind of touching on just very, very briefly on what we both spoke about, just how black men can help black women. We need to help each other. I wanted to definitely um, say black women, we can also help our black men tremendously by supporting them, letting them know that you can do whatever you put your mind to and letting them know that we're going to be there. Sometimes all a man needs to know is, did we not say that? Did we not say that? I said, look, ain't nothing like when your woman tell you, baby, you can do it. Man, listen, I be feeling like I'm going to do whatever, okay? And it, it's crazy that that works that way. But I think it comes from the fact, again, we come from women. We come from black women. At the end of the day, we're always going to seek out that validation from a black woman. When we hear it, it just unlocks some in us that's like, okay, yeah, I can do it. But yeah. if a woman don't realize that that's all we really need, 
you know, that encouragement. Because like you said, after time, you go out here in the world for a long period of time, you you kind of slowly getting beat up from time to time. You know, you go Honestly. to different it's mm-hmm. like, man, you know, I just need that encouragement. But I'm going to be honest. I can definitely say that about my lady. I mean, I'm, I'm where I'm at today because of her. You know, so I let her know that, you know, I don't get too comfortable so she don't understand that, you know, hey, it's not me just getting everything. She knows yeah. that when I make a decision, I'm like, hey, Jasmine, what you think? Should I, you know, I just got a new car. Hey, should I buy this? But she, all she said to me was, uh, what did she say? And she's like, damn, what do you think you can do? And I'm like, yeah, you know me. I was like, all right, cool. And I went, I got it. It's just little things like that, you know, and supporting. And I'm big on showing. And I know I, I get, and my sister's in an interracial relationship. I get that. But I, I talk about black, us as black people, black love, because it's important. I feel like I'm, I'm tired of us being the narrative of where we have to share with everybody. I'm like, why everybody else don't do that for they? I'm like, right. you don't hear that. Right. Talking about, yeah, y'all need to share with the Indians. No, they, they, they represent their culture. And I feel like it right. should not be a problem for us to speak about our culture to say that we want to support us as black people, black men, black women. And it be that. It's, I'm not against you because I want to support my own people. Right. It's not, you know, people want to turn that into a way you're right. No. It's me one, It's me saying that my people need support and I want to support them. That's right. it. That's all Black it is. Black Lives Matter is all that is about. That's it. When you try to turn it into something else that is not, you get the result that you get right now. Look out for more of Culture Connect coming soon on the next segment. This is Culture Connect. Culture Connect. Culture Connect is a podcast dedicated to innovators, creators, and business owners. We offer our platform to branders of excellent taste. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram or send us an email at cxltxreconnect at gmail.com.